for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. We'll get those to you. But we, you know, we're kind of like dueling banjos. Kyle's had a series going on the Beatitudes. I've had a series on uh, uh, not forgetting the supernatural things that we've, that you've experienced in your life, and not letting them fade from your heart. And so, how many of you have? Kyle kind of asked it earlier. How many of you can point to at least one thing that was supernatural? that happened in your life? One, one thing, an answered prayer, a healing, something, a breakthrough, find it. amen. Well, don't forget that. It may be something in the, you know, like, like a gift of the Spirit, something uh, that, that was, you know, a healing or, or a miracle of some sort. It may be something where the Word of God jumped out at you and it grabbed you and it caused you to draw closer to the Lord or to change or alter your behavior. It may also be a time of where you heard what I call the internal audible voice of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to you, or Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, right? So it may be something that you heard, a prophetic word either given to you or that you heard that caused you great comfort. And, uh, and so remember those things. I said... The last time that I talked about this, it's like if you can put that Spotify picture up there. Does anybody have Spotify on your phone or something like that? Am I the only one that listens to music? Okay. It really helps me work out. I've got to, okay. So it's like God's got a Spotify playlist of whiz bangs, things he's done supernaturally over 47 years as a believer. list where if you will pause and ask the Lord to bring something up, it's amazing what comes up. Sometimes something 40 years ago comes up. I'm like, whoa, I set my phone at 409 every day because our springboard verse that's in your notes is Deuteronomy 4 verse 9 that says, only be careful, watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget, don't forget the things your eyes have seen. Kevin, are you going to forget the things your eyes have seen? No. Yours is so dramatic. Can't wait to hear your testimony. He had a broken neck a few weeks ago. Look at him. He's here. Glory. I mean, like, not good. You know, the whole thing, care flight, the whole, the whole, did they care flight you? Didn't have time to. Didn't have time to. <sighs> Deuteronomy 4, don't let those things fade from your heart, because stuff that cool that happened before, if we're not careful, it can fade. Mm-hmm. And then we can fade in our walk with God. We can walk around bored and lukewarm and compromising, or we can walk around fiery and excited and zealous. A lot of it has to do with pulling up that Spotify playlist. Yeah. So 409 every day for Deuteronomy 409, 
If you're around me at 409, you'll hear my phone ring. My phone has become a prompt four times a day because my mind drifts. So at 409, I stop, I pause, and I ask the Lord to bring up something. He is not disappointed yet. And I've usually found, many times I've found what he pulls up, my little, that song, that, I think there's one on that picture of miracles, it's a Christian worship song. Many times the very thing he pulls up in my memory was something related to it, directly related to a challenge I'm facing at that time. And it builds my faith. Today I'm just going to briefly talk about one more reason for uh, not forgetting because it leads directly into a new series that's on my heart that I want to begin today. This is a third reason for not forgetting. So far, the first first uh, message was about not forgetting so for the your sake, for your protection, so that you don't wander into sin and evil. The second is for your children's sake and your children's children, and for many here, for your spiritual children. Don't forget, so you can pass those on. These are all taken from Deuteronomy chapter 4. The verses are in your notes. The third one today I'll briefly touch on is for the people's sake around you who haven't yet had a life-transforming encounter with the Lord. Deuteronomy 4, 6 6 through 8 says, Observe them carefully, those things, remember them, For this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations. Now, for us, it's to the people around you. They will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation, or I'll just interject, what other person do I know who has their God so near to them when they pray? They'll see your fiery heart, is what this is saying. And they will say, what other person do I know who has this kind of relationship with God? And you won't even know necessarily what's going to come out of your mouth or what you're going to do, but you're just connected to the Lord. But the people around you will see, and they'll take notice. And I believe it will provoke them to ask questions about God and who God is. I'm telling you, many people that you pass by every day, that you see at the store, they are being overcome right now by increasing spiritual, dark spiritual pressures and dark cultural pressures that are causing and resulting choices. And so we can be a light to help provoke them. Just this last week alone, I had five encounters with people that it just fell in my lap. I wasn't some weird guy going, hey, do you know about Jesus? You know, you know I was just going through my day. So I'll start with last Sunday, Sunday afternoon after church. I went to H-E-B to get some juice. I love orange juice and carrot juice. So I'm there. 
I'm walking by to get, my, to get the carrot juice at this H-E-B, and I hear a lady on her phone say this. Seriously, not joking, I just want to kill myself. Now, I didn't interrupt and, you know, right then, but I sure was able to hear so I could pray. That's all the Lord led me to do at that situation. Then going to Gold's Gym, which I'll just say it's kind of, it's where I go, I go a lot of days during the week. Um, I had these encounters. Uh, I, I would call Gold's Gym one of my white fields. In other words, that means it's where, where God just kind of opens things up. These things all happen, guys, within the span of five days. I have my headphones on, listening to my Spotify playlist, doing this, and a guy comes up and stands next to me, and he's waiting for me to un- take out my ear- ear- earbuds, earphones. I'm like, yeah, hey. He says, what is happening in our world today? Now, this guy's a multimillionaire. He was asking me because he wanted to know what to invest in. Okay, but I took it as a step. You know, it was like, hey, it's an open door. So I'm not sure what I said to him, but that, that happened. Then the next day, I'm in the locker room, and an 82-year-old man falls over because he was in the sauna for 30 minutes. They're calling the paramedics. Well, the janitor and I, because I made, I've made friends with the janitor because I give him food from our food pantry, so he's a Christian, we both extend our hands out. We pray for him right there in the locker room with all the macho guys around. He never fainted. He walked out on his own strength. And glory to God on that. Well, his friend was there. So now I'm asking his friend how he's doing. God's just giving me these opportunities because people need the light. They need the love of God through, through Jesus to help them point the way. They need power release, too. So then uh, a day later, I got my truck's in the back. I got a a King Ranch pickup truck, my dream truck, but I had the light. I made a license plate that says King Yahweh. So that's my license plate, and it's opened the door for me to share my faith with so many people. A guy, the next day, uh, we're walking in, and he's like, hey, that's a cool license plate. And he, he knew what Yahweh was, the Hebrew word for God. And then he said, uh, I said, yeah, well, there's only one king. <laughs> and, was, and he was like, so we got into a whole cool discussion. He's not a believer, but he needs, he needs healing because he's got, one, he's got some real severe back problem. So he's in my crosshairs. Okay, Why am I sharing all these things? Because this was just in, this is just, people are looking. And I'm not even doing anything other than just going around about my day, but I'm being directed and my heart is growing with anticipation. Then Friday, I'm walking out on the phone with Kyle and the lady at the front who's Jewish, who I talked to, she sees my license plate. Um, and a, a, another lady, a mother of three. Am I boring you with my stories? No. All right. I'll, <laughs> it's all about me telling my stories. No. I'm walking out on the phone with Kyle, and they flag me down because it's Friday. They go, what year is it on the Hebrew calendar? And I'm like, 
Uh, Kyle, what year is it? Which, of course, Kyle knows. He's my Google in, in the flesh. So it's 57, what is it? 5774? 5784. All right, hey. So, so just like, it's, they're not interruptions. They're just people are hungry. And so I believe the Lord wants to help prepare us uh, anybody remember, I'm, I do old illustrations. Remember the old Buffalo Springfield song in the 60s called Something's Happening? Okay, something, okay, I'm not going to sing. Something's happening here. What it is, what is it? Ain't exactly clear. It's time we stop. Hey, look around. Everybody see what's going down. Okay, so something is happening in the spirit, in the heavenly realms, where God is stirring, and it's about to rain. Yeah. It's about to rain like big time. Anybody, you know, you know when, probably even last week, you know when you're driving, and like these big honker raindrops hit the windshield, like, poof, poof. Yeah. You're like, uh-oh. It's fixing to be a cloudburst. I'm seeing those drops on the windshield in the heavenly realm. And I'm way ahead of myself. I'll just back up and say this. Let's look at Roman numeral three. This series is now, I'm segueing into, it's about the harvest. The harvest of souls. And what you'll see in the notes is there needs to be an end-time outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is likened in Scripture to the latter rain that falls in agriculture before you can have the harvest. Okay? So there must be a latter rain. In, in Israel, when they're in their economy, they have the early rain and the latter rain. You have to have both or the harvest will fail. The early rain occurs in September, October in Israel. And that rain softens the soil so you can plant the seeds. The latter rain is in March or April in the spring. And that rain, once that rain starts to fall... That's when the seeds that were planted before winter, see, God set it up this way where you plant the seeds in the fall, then they lie dormant. Dormancy, I mean, I didn't, I'm not a farmer. I did watch Green Acres in the 60s <laughs> and 70s. Yeah, there it is. Did anybody else watch it? The stupidest show on the planet. But, but I'm sitting there as a nine-year-old going, that's funny. The pig, the pig can turn on the TV or whatever. But I didn't learn it from that. I had to Google this about a farmer. But seeds lie dormant as a protection, a survival technique through the winter. Then, are y'all following me? Okay. Then in the spring, the latter rain comes and it causes the seeds to germinate to put forth shoots, 
And once that seed germinates, it's full speed ahead for the harvest. But everything in agriculture, please hear me, climaxes in the end time harvest. Oh, excuse me, in the harvest in the field. Like in the spiritual sense, everything in the kingdom of God that's happened for 2,000 years is going to climax in an end time harvest of, I believe, already, and I'm not, I don't believe I'm nuts, of other people saying it, I believe over a billion souls in our planet. How many are living on the planet right now? Seven billion? Seven and a half, eight, a billion soul plus harvest of souls is coming. Every tribe, every tongue, every, every part of the, of the planet. Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all ethnic groups. Because God doesn't want anybody left out, Right? as all ethnic groups, and then the end will come. Your notes reveal it that Jesus said the end of the age is the harvest. The harvest isn't just some people getting saved this week, although that's cool. But Jesus says the harvest is the end of the age. So when that happens, when the, the fullness of uh, the, the harvest comes in, then the end of the age is Jesus returns. The king of kings returns and we meet him and he comes and establishes his righteous rule and reign on the planet. So I want to show this video just to let you see what the germinate is about. Uh, can you show this um, Picture, this vid little video. This is of a of a of a seeds. The, the 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 former rain in the fall softens the soil. You plant the seeds. Now this is high speed of what seeds do. These are now in the spring. These are germinating. You see that. So this is a metaphor. For the kingdom. Thank you. Fast plants. Okay. So what we're to be about is when the scripture says, don't be asleep in harvest time. Don't be asleep. My motive today is not to guilt anybody into anything. Okay? Like, what well, you need to be about? No, my motive is urgency. The harvest is ripening, okay? And so it's not going to, if we wait and wait, it may, it's going to be too late for many if we don't step into it. Scripture says, don't be asleep spiritually in harvest time. In agriculture, on a farm, when it was harvest time, nobody stayed home. Everybody was about seeing this happen. And here's the kicker today. Worship team, you can come up. Here's the kicker today. The, 
the harvest. Well, I lost what I was going to say there. It's in my notes somewhere. The main point is that the harvest has to be brought in and it is uh, it has to be something that must take place and then the Lord returns. Um, yeah, I'll just... Yeah, let me just show this video and find that, that, that thought I had. If you don't can show this, because this was a picture I found of a couple doing natural farming like the old-fashioned way. And this is a picture of how, how you and I are going to... Um, I don't know that that's it. I don't even know what that's, what that's about. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. My name is Ian Schwartz. Um, my wife and I uh, have a business called IJ Schwartz and Family. It's just a small farm. Our plan is to be a well-rounded farm. The first thing we've gotten into in the last uh, four or five years has been grain production, and we um, stone grind flour, whole grain flours, and sell at farm markets and, and small grocery stores and things. One thing we've really wanted to do for a long time was harvest our wheat um, kind of in a, in a traditional style, a hand style that required people instead of machines. And so we're giving it a shot, uh, done as much research as we can and practicing and, and figuring out the system and everything. And uh, so we'll be harvesting um, two acres of hard winter wheat um, that's intended for bread flour. We use um, a, a specialized kind of scythe um, that uh, is called a grain cradle and it helps to lay the as the grain is cut, it lays over a nice, neat little pile that can then be bundled by bundlers and stacked up in shocks um, and uh, left to cure in the field for about 10 days. And then it's taken and threshed through a thresher and, um, and uh, then stored, ready for flour. That's great. I, I wanted to show that because it really illustrates how many times you may feel like you're alone out there, like one or two people. You've got your field where God's assigned you to care about people around you. And so that's a husband and wife out there with those old-fashioned seeds, I guess they're called. Each of us to fields. And so we are to be ready. And, and what I'm really asking the Lord to help us with is a a shift and an adjustment here now I remember what I was about to say the primary purpose it's in your notes the primary purpose of the rain or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is the harvest <clears throat> I'll say that again the primary purpose that you were baptized in the Holy Spirit that God gave you and gave the church the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the primary purpose is for the harvest. It's in the scriptures. Jesus came primarily to seek and save the lost. Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall just be blessed no, and you shall be witnesses. So I believe just as we ordained Frederick today, the Holy Spirit ordained him, we were setting things in order. I believe 
that God is releasing a favor and a grace on this church and on the church in, in our land to get things in their proper order. And I've repented this week, being in the spirit, moving in prophetic, moving in the, the gifts and, you know, the, of, of, I've said, I know it's about the harvest, but in my life, I've talked more and operated more and spent much of my thinking in how it can bless my, the power of the spirit can bless my circumstances. And that's good. Would you stand up if you would to your feet? That's good. God wants to bless your circumstances. You just raised your hand earlier saying, I got healed or the power of God did this in my life. But the primary purpose, getting things in order, is Holy Spirit, you've come upon me, you've empowered your church so that we can be witnesses. And so I believe God wants to help us with that. I want to share one last verse, if you can put this up. Jeremiah 5, 23 and 24. The reason I want to share this is we were at a conference last weekend. Uh, Frederick was there, Kyle and his family, and Suzanne and I. And uh, it was a Messianic Jewish conference, and it was amazing. But I had just been working on this message, and I had my laptop open on Wednesday to Jeremiah 5, 23 and 24. And I was going to talk about it today because it illustrates the reigns of God. It says, don't say in your heart, let us now fear our God who gives rain, both the former and latter rain in its season. He reserves the appointed weeks of the harvest. So I have it on my laptop, ready to go, studying it. Frederick comes out of his hotel room. We come out of ours in the hallway going to a meeting. Frederick, can you come up and just share that? Do you mind? Because this isn't just me cooking up something for these next weeks. I believe we're stepping into something that is a grace of God that I've never had five people like step into me going, tell me about this or what's going on with this at, at the gym before. That's not me. I'm not some wild-eyed whack job, you know. I'm just like trying to get a good workout in. But something's happening. Are y'all with me? I, I don't want to miss out on what's happening. Amen? I don't know. I know you don't either. Frederick, can you just give your side of the story since you're... Say, say all that. The Lord's been speaking to me a lot about rain. And a few weeks ago, I was on my balcony, and everything was so dry. This is before any rain showed up. And I said, Lord, when are you going to bring rain? And then immediately in my, my spirit, kind of, I said, and spiritual rain. So I put the two together. And the Lord spoke really clearly to my spirit. He said, I'm going to bring rain. But first, I have a work to do in my church. So then we go to the conference, and the, the conference was amazing because, you know, you saw unity between Arabs and Jews. And just the power of unity is something that brings the presence and the favor of God. But that the night, the 
first night of the conference, I had a dream. And the dream was that I was watching a weather forecast on TV, and the woman said, we're forecasting heavy rain to be forming over Austin. And on the screen, the shape of the radar was of a bow tie over Austin, like a bow tie. And that was the whole dream. And I woke up and I said, Lord, why is that a bow tie? Because I immediately thought of spiritual rain. And he said, because my rainbow represents my covenant promises and the tie is the bind of God's people through prayer to God's covenant promise. And I'm like, God's going to bring rain. And the next scripture I thought of was that scripture from Jeremiah about the former and the latter rains and noticed for the first time in my life that the latter rain is actually in the fall and the form and I mean the former rain is actually in the fall and the latter rain is in the spring which seems right. opposite to my the way I naturally think and so as I shared it with Glenn Glenn explained to me why the the former lane is rain is in the fall and the latter rain is in the spring so you got the exact same verses I as I had on my laptop that day. verse Jeremiah 5 23 24 yeah. now think of the odds of that at this I know time, that God has, has yeah. a plan to pour out His Spirit, and I think yeah. the question is going to be: Are we going to set our lives in order, my life included, to be able to receive His grace and not squander it during this time? Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> so, how do we respond? I I don't really know, other than. I just want to say yes to what God's doing. And I do want to ask, lovingly ask all of us to, if we've had a wrong priority when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit, the, 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 the presence that we are so thankful for but we've more looked at it to help us rather than how we can help others how the harvest how we can touch people who faint in a locker room or who are limping severely or who are saying I want to kill myself yes he wants to bless us and I'm thankfully he thankfully he does but I want us let's just hold your hands hold our hands out Lord I want us to be able to have compassion backed up with power to help people out of their depression if you have a ministry to people who are stuck they have problems with their diet or their 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 lifestyle and they're just and they've come out of covid and they're stuck holy spirit would you come right now just ask the lord holy spirit to first help unstick you out of whatever's going on just take a moment ask him just say lord just holy spirit identify an area where we've gotten uh, depressed about where we've been confused about where we've had unforgiveness, like even we did during worship. Holy Spirit, would you come? 
and bring light to our thinking. And now I ask that you would empower us to be able to pray for people who potentially don't want to go on and give them hope. If that's you, if you want the Lord to empower you to be about the harvest, the people around you, would you just lift your hand to the Lord right now? Just, yeah. Lord, we're weak, we're frail, we've got our own stuff, but you primarily saved us. Yes, to be with you forever and to love you, but you saved us so we could help save others. Worship uh, prayer team, if you could come forward, we're going to end with this. If you could lead us in a, in a song of, of worship, our prayer teams will be here. And I just want to invite you to come forward if you need a breakthrough. I had particularly in my notes, anybody who needs a breakthrough in a physical he place, physical healing, a relationship, financial or emotional or spiritual. If you need a breakthrough, come up for prayer or turn to somebody and ask for prayer. Father, I ask that as we close today, officially with this prayer, Lord, that you will help adjust our thinking to care about those around us more, to think more in terms of the harvest and to pray more in terms of the harvest. Father, would you draw people here Friday night for these Friday night preparations for the harvest, that we would enjoy food together, fellowship, and that you would help prepare us even more. God bless you. Let's just end in this worship. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.